0: Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our online campus, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're so glad you're all here today. We've had a wonderful morning already. And uh, a couple things I want to bring you up to speed on. First of all, yesterday, uh, Alicia and I celebrated our 34th anniversary. And we're about out of kids. We have five kids. We're about out of kids. so. So we bought a dog. Yeah. And we're kind of pathetic now. Because we went out to eat last night, and all we did was talk about our kids and our dog. So, but uh, honey, I love you. Thank you for 34 years. Let's do, let's do a bunch more. And it is vacation season, and so if you get the chance to take a vacation, take one. I was greeting people before service. Some of y'all need a, a vacation. And uh, so if you get the chance to take one, take one. If you get a staycation, do that. But if you're in town, listen, get yourself to church, all right? I say it all the time this way, don't take a vacation from God. And let me add to it this too, and don't take a vacation with what's God's, okay? So don't do your vacation on what belongs to the Lord. So if you're, if you're out and away, we're online. You can watch online. You can even give online. And, and listen, that's, that is to help the church stay strong through the summer because we've got a bunch coming up. But that is also for you, that you stay connected to the Lord all during the summer. Do not take your summer off from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Part of the reason uh, that we're, we're focusing ahead is this September we'll be launching uh, the East Campus of Meadowbrook Church. And I just want to publicly thank God uh, for his blessing, for his favor, for his help in this whole process. Uh, for him to, yeah, absolutely. Um, God, God has been so good to us, guiding us, helping us, providing. Um, we uh, have the, had a goal financially to be able to launch. Uh, we wanted to, to prepay. We wanted to be able to be fully funded ahead of time. And uh, the estimate for that is about $1.2 million. The goal was to have that done by May. We were able to finish that by uh, April And now we're at about $1.3 million. And so I just want to thank God, and I want to thank you for your faithfulness on that. Uh, Then we needed a venue. We needed a place. I announced to you two weeks ago that we've entered into a lease partnership with the Riley Arts Center. Picture of it there. Fabulous place. Seriously, awesome place. And the, the folks from Riley Arts Center have been so awesome to work with. And uh, so we're very excited about what God is going to be uh, doing there. That will be launching in September. And so everything is just coming together. Now, we believe that vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, through the power, through the provision, and through the people of God. And all of those things unfolding and so forth. So a part of the plan that continues to unfold, I just want to update you on as well. Uh, Last September... With all of this in view, we launched into four services, having four Sunday morning services. Uh, Two reasons for that, and both those reasons have been accomplished. One was to develop out more of our dream team, to give more opportunity to develop teams so that when we go... Uh, east that we have teams trained, ready, experienced, and everything. And so that has been beautiful to watch all of that come together. The other thing was to create room for growth, and so that's been accomplished as well. So we're at a place in the strategy and the plan where we're unfolding now that we need to move to what I call focus and compression. And so what we're going to do on July 8th, everybody say July 8th, which as Sundays go is a month from today, We're going to go back to three. Look at me. Three. (laughs) I took math in Leesburg. I'm sorry, okay? We're going to go to 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 three services. And so our service times will be 8.30, 10 o'clock, 11.30. There will be uh, children in Next Gen for all of those. And then when we launch September 16th in the east, the times there will be 10 o'clock and 1130. So what we're doing now, this will help us to be efficient, to create a little bit of margin for the teams, and just to be able to really compress and focus uh, and go ahead and get adjusted to a few things because once we uh, go east, there will be several hundred people from here that will be going over there, as well as new people coming and so forth. And so uh, this is the next step in the unfolding of the plan. We will keep you well posted on all of this. You'll get emails, and we'll we'll uh, write things on your on your car, and all kinds. Of, no, we won't we won't do that, but we'll make sure that you're plenty informed. So to be next week, regular time, okay? It's a month from today, July eighth, as far as Sundays go. Uh, in a month, then we move to the three service times. Pick yours, be here, and uh, it's going to be awesome stuff. Amen. All right, well, we're going to get into the Word this morning. How many of you enjoyed the Through the Bible in Seven Weeks? Anybody get anything out of that? Okay, good, good. I absolutely love teaching like that. I really do. But I love teaching even more how we're going to be teaching today, launching a new series called If We're Honest. And this has to do with how this really, really impacts our life. And I just want, I just want to say this too. Um, I would live for God. I would follow his ways if I was the only person on the planet. If I wasn't in ministry no matter, no, this is the way that works. We, we have problems. We have struggles. We have things in life. But this is the way, to be in relationship with God, to have Him helping us, and to live by His Word. He even gives us a book. He gives us a book on how to how to do this and sends the Holy Spirit to help us. I'm telling you what, this is the way to live. And the reality is, and we need to be honest about this, we need, we need help. We need light. We need guidance. And And uh, I'll say it later in the message, perhaps, too. In life, there's going to be problems. There's going to be troubles. And you can either do that with God or you can do that without God. And uh, I sure want to do it with God. Amen? So our new series for the next six weeks, counting today, if we were honest, and and the byline really helps us here, our biggest questions and God's best plan. We all have questions. And a lot of people have a whole lot of answers. And we all have problems with questions, and we have problems with answers sometimes, you know. Have you ever been on the the phone or whatever to get tech support for your computer or whatever, and they're explaining something to you, and you go, huh, okay, yeah. And they go, anything else? No. And then you hang up, and you have no idea. It's still, still. Does that happen to anybody? Come on, or is it just me? Good. I feel better already. You know, or sometimes we're interacting. I told you, you've been married thirty-four years. So if anybody's here married, you'll understand this. You talk to your spouse and goes, "Is, is something wrong?" And they, go, nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I do anything, anything for you? No. Do you need anything? No. I'm fine. You know, we're in class or we're wherever, and we have opportunity to ask questions, and we don't because we don't want to sound dumb. Or we don't want to seem like we're out of touch or, or whatever it would be. And then add to that the pressure of social media. And people post things on social media. It's like the highlight reel of their life, so to speak, right? You know, and so people will post. I'm posting 12 pictures today of my perfect day in a long string of perfect days. Hashtag perfect day, beautiful life, you know. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's 1.30. I'm still in my pajamas, right? So <laughs> Hashtag regular, you know? <laughs> and you had all of that, and you feel like, you know, I, I can't ask questions because, you know, uh, maybe it'll show that I'm not okay. Listen to me. We're all not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to stay not okay. Okay? I almost got lost there for a a minute. Well, today, first question that we're going to handle here is, how do I handle stress? How do I handle stress? Anybody know what stress is? Okay, come on. I'm waiting on you. How many of you know what stress is? Okay. Well, um, how do you handle stress? Stress ball. That's how. Let's close in prayer. Now, anybody been under some stress a little bit? Come on. Come on. Let me see. Oh, fumble. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Pastor Jordan, come on, hit him up. Way back there, way back there. Come on. Oh, nice. Going over there. Watch this arm. Lefty, too. Oh, pump fake. Good deal. Good deal. Hey, and uh, not to be outdone by Oprah or Ellen. We have stress balls for everybody on your way out today. We, we do, for real, for real. All right. All right, well, how do we handle stress? And I want to get right into application. We know the causes. We know the sources. You know, it's your, it's your money. It's your behavior. It's your mom. It's your neighbor. It's your schedule. It's that homework. It's that car. It's, you know, it's all of those things, the economy. It's politics. All of those things, you know, create this stress that would, would be on our lives. The Bible talks about stress and distress. Over a hundred times, we have some of the main words that, that deal with that. And I love that that the Bible addresses what we deal with, and uh, that has to do with, with stress. Now this is important to locate this right off the bat. Stress takes place in your soul. Stress takes place in your soul. Now, quick reminder, might be new for some of you. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay, read those with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. The spirit part of me is the part that is reborn when I'm born again, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, lives eternal with God. I have a soul. That's your will, your intellect, your emotions, your subconscious. It's where you think and feel and decide and remember. I believe it is also uh, eternal. There's an eternal aspect of it. And then you have a body. You live in a body, okay? Least important? The body. It's really just our earth suit, okay? You have to have it if you live here. And then once we drop the earth suit, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, okay? Okay? So where stress takes place is right here in the soul, where I think and where I feel and where I decide and where I remember. And that's where we're feeling stress. And if I allow it to stay there in my soul, eventually I'll start to feel it in my body. And so as stress comes on us, we can start, if we don't deal with it, and here's here's the big point today. You can be stressed or you can de-stress, okay? You can be stressed or you can de-stress. And if we don't deal with it, we'll start to feel it in our bodies. That also should be a red flag that should alarm us. You know, our heart rate goes fast. Our breathing gets off. Stomach's upset. Headache. Can't sleep. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All, all of these things happening with us. And so what happens is in the soul, uh, stress has everything to do with how you focus and what you dwell on. And, and let me say this, and it's a bold statement, but get this. Your problem is not your problem. Your focus is your problem. I'll say it again. Your problem is not your problem. Your focus is your problem. I have watched over 30-plus years of ministry intently, intentionally watching people go through things because I want to learn how to help folks. And I have watched people go through essentially the same problem and end up with two different outcomes. And it has to do with how they focus and how they dwell and how they process all of that. And don't miss Wednesday night. Pastor Ryan had talked about that. Don't miss Wednesday night. I'm going to be talking about how do you handle crisis. And if you haven't had one, um, hopefully you don't have one, but reality is we're still on planet Earth. Okay, and there's all different levels of that. But this is the thing. Your problem is not your problem. Your focus is your problem. And stress comes... Uh, depending on how we focus what we focus on and and what we what we dwell on what you think on Um, and it's you know your outlook do you make mountains out of molehills do you hold on to things that you should have let go of and uh, so many of those things play into this so I quickly want to get into some applications, some things that we can do, and I want to give you a a guarantee this morning. If you take these things, these things work. These will help you to not be stressed, but to de-stress, and I know they work. You know how I know they work? Because I use them. I use them. Guess what? I used them this week, you know, and you, you use these things just about all the time. Now, Let's start out with this, and there's so much on this topic, but again, we just want to dive right into application. Stress comes to everyone. Come on, say it with me. Stress <laughs> comes to everyone. Isn't that a relief? You know, because sometimes we feel like, you know, I'm the only one. Everybody else is, is okay, but, but it happens to us. Did you know that Jesus was stressed? In the Garden of Gethsemane, you can read about that, he experienced an extreme form of of, of distress and anguish that was soul crushing to him he actually had physical reaction where he sweat as it were drops of of blood the apostle paul dealt with stress and yet he's the one who dealt with so many reasons to be stressed and what did he tell us rejoice in the lord and again i say to you rejoice guess who else deals with stress sometimes pastor tim gilligan Guess who else? All the people I can see. Stress comes to everyone. And that should uh, encourage us just a little bit. It is part of life. Everybody deals with problems, with pressures, with disappointments. So let's look what the Scripture has to say here. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. You guys here? Okay. No test or temptation. They come from the same New Testament Greek word. It also includes the idea of test Uh, trial, trouble, temptation. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit He'll always be there to help you come through it. So stress comes to everybody. And again, you can, you can deal with it with God or without God. And God promises us this, that as pressure, as stress, as trouble comes to us, it's not going to be more than you can handle. You're going to get, you'll make it. You're going to get through this. Look at me. You're going to get through this. Because God is Faithful. He won't let it be more than than what you can handle. Look at this verse in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus is speaking. He said, "'I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. "'Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, "'but take heart because I have overcome the world.'" And it's, it's incredible to me throughout Scripture that whenever we see any discussion by anybody concerning pre, uh, pressure and stress and problems of life, you see that we always see that God is with us. He's with us even to the end of the age. He's with us even though we would walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Whatever, we're never alone and we're never without help. Can I get a good amen this morning? Amen. And can I tell you something? Amen's not for me. If you knew what amen means, do you know what amen means? means so be it. Let it be this way in my life. There's something very emphatic about it. So I don't necessarily need the amen. You need the amen. 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 There you go. That was good practice. All right. Now, stress comes to everyone, and you might get stressed, but don't stay stressed. We say around here, I'm either up or I'm getting up. You can be stressed or you can de-stress. I kind of imagine it this way. There's a thing called the stress bus. And it shows up in front of your house every morning. Stress bus pulls up. Meep, meep. And you go out. "Uh, Be right there and get my lunchbox. And we come back out and we just dutifully ride the stress bus. How many of you know that in the stress bus route, it also shows up at your work? Right? Meep, meep, How many of you know it even runs a night run? And you, you can be sleeping or trying to sleep, and guess what? Meep. There it is. There it is again. And, and this is the thing. You need, to, you need to cut it out. Some of you are frequent riders. You're confused it with ice cream truck or something, okay? You need to start doing this. Meep, meep. It pulls up. You need to, uh, I'm not going today. I'm not going today. I I don't I don't do this anymore, and you need to stop stop riding the stress bus. That's a good place for an amen, right? Right. Okay, right, that's for you. Now I'll say this again before I finish. Stress comes, and you can get rid of it, and it will come again, and it will come again. It just has to do with where we live on planet earth and living this life, but we need to keep it off of us and stop riding the stress bus. Amen. Let's look at a couple things take care of little things, take care of little things. Unresolved and unattended things attract stress, details make a difference. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Details make a difference. Take care of the little things. Sometimes you're all stressed. What are you, what are you stressed about? I, I, dishes. I've got to do dishes. Well, then go do them. How many of you know when you knock out something like that, you feel like, yeah? Right? What's, what's wrong with you? I, I got homework. Well, go do it. What's, what's on you? I've I got to make a call. Well, go, go, go make the call. Get the reward of, comp, uh, of accomplishing things because unattended things and unresolved things, they attract stress and they bring them to your life. And it's little things. It's little things, you know. I know there's big things that bring stress, but little things too. You know, I said, uh, you know, married 34 years, five children, we've essentially got those all raised. You know, one of the most stressful things in my life ever is trying to order drive through with a car with your wife and five kids inside. (laughs) I I can't do it. I get all stressed. I just shut down. On the voice, could I help you? Yes, but it's more than this, you know. Everybody be quiet. Have your order ready. Just tell me one at a time. And they're like, Mom, what's wrong with Dad? You know. Stress. And then we have huge things, too, but little things, you know. You're all stressed out. I'm trying to remember what i got to get at the store. Write it down. You know, there's so many just little things. Take care of little things because truly the little foxes spoil the vine. Let's go ahead. Get God in on this. When you're dealing with stress, get God in on this. Imagine that you're in a room with stress and pressure and problems, and you do not need to be in that room by yourself. You need to say, Jesus! I need the Prince of Peace in here. I'm not talking to anybody else till my counselor, my comforter, my strength, my Prince of Peace gets in here. Get God in there. Insist and invite that the Lord be here. Stop trying to handle this on your own and be all tough or whatever else and outsmart the problem. We need to get Jesus back on the throne of our hearts, back on the throne of our lives and get the Prince of Peace in the room. And when he comes in the room, I'm promising you everything changes and he will begin to crowd out that stress out of your life. That's a good spot for an amen right there too. Amen. Let's move on to the next one. Pray, pray. Everybody say pray. I can hear some of you saying, pray, come on, give me something new. No, because new is rarely what helps us. We have to do what we already know to do. I cannot tell you how many times I know to pray. I have a healthy, healthy prayer life, probably stronger than I can remember in my life, my prayer life. But then there's sometimes I'm feeling stressed about something, and the Holy Spirit will remind me, well, you want to ask me to help you? Or you? That's not really what He sounds like, but. That's kind of what I hear in my heart. You do not have because you do not ask. Look in Philippians chapter 4. Don't worry, don't stress about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Watch this. Then, everybody say then. then. See, you're waiting on this to happen and you haven't done the first part. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Look at it in the message paraphrase. Don't fret or worry. Don't stress. Stop stressing. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. Amen. Next would be this, active gratitude. Active gratitude. I could also call it vocal gratitude. Let, let me just throw this out in front of you. You have way more to be thankful for than you do to be stressed over. Amen. I want to say it again because I didn't hear much out of this, this side over here. You have way more to be thankful for then you have to be stressed over. And here's what we need to do. You need to thank God. You need to actively, vocally thank God. We learned from the book of Hebrews, it is the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Don't just think your thanks, say your thanks, and get those out. There's something about how you're wired that that will, that will excuse stress and it will bring strength and peace back into your life to thank God because it reminds you, God's at work there and there and there and he took care of this and that and that and he can take care of that, easy. Amen, amen. And what's important ties in with this act of gratitude is this, it's because your mouth matters. Go ahead and say it, your mouth matters. Your words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and we are wired this way, folks. This is the mechanism of us that we believe and we speak. And so it's careful, be careful what you're speaking because it's an indicator of what you're believing. And so are you believing and trusting more in the stress and the problem part of it or in God Almighty who's able to handle this? Your mouth matters. Your words make a difference. Give voice to hope. You know, it should not be that you've got to call everybody and tell them how stressed you are. You got a minute or I mean a half hour? You know, and we want to share all the bad things that are going on, how I'm feeling, how they've done me. They've done me wrong. And we have all of this going on, and you need to give voice to your hope, and you need to give voice to God's Word. Listen, listen, don't miss this. You cannot overcome stress unless you speak up. You cannot quietly let all this sit on you seep into you, start to stew in you. You will never overcome stress by being quiet. You have to speak up. Come on, everybody say speak up. You, your mouth matters. Your words are powerful and your talk, you'll talk your way out of this or you'll talk your way deeper down into this. And this is the thing, you don't let anybody else talk to you that way. And you don't let anybody else have that kind of access into your life like stress and problems do. You know what I'm talking about. And it's words and it's thoughts and it's coming to you. You're taking a shower. And it's there. Who do you give access to your life like that? I want to talk to you about your problems. I am trying to shampoo, rinse, and repeat. (laughs) You lay down, it's there. You wake up, it's there. You're playing with your grandkids, it's there. Here's what your words are for. To interrupt and to correct the words of pressure and stress that come to you. Because they'll keep coming to you, keep coming to you, keep coming. And you say, nope, nope, excuse me. I'm going to interrupt you right there and I'm going to correct you right there. Because listen, you replace words, excuse me, you replace thoughts with words. You change thoughts with words and load them up with God's word and say, if God is for me, Who can be against me? If God is for me, what difference does it make who's against me? He's my shield. He's my strength. He's my rock. I lie down unafraid. He gives me sweet sleep. He's my guide. He's my provider. He always provides for me. I'm the sheep of his pasture. He takes care of me. I'm the apple of his eye. He did all of this because he loves me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. High, low, demonic, made up, robot, I don't care. It cannot separate me from the love of God. And you've got to get those words in your mouth. Get it into the cycle and mechanism of faith and get those words coming out. And I'll tell you what, stress are, all right, all right, all right. And it's time to back it off. Can I get a good amen on that one right there? Use your words. Next is this, holy reset. Free car washes and free stress balls today. That's 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 what's going on right now. Come on, everybody say holy reset. holy reset. I said it earlier during during communion. Sometimes your phone needs a reset. Sometimes your computer needs a reset. What's going on? It's doing something wrong and it's all weird. Guess what? Sometimes you need a reset. Cause you get all weird. And so we need regular holy resets to just kind of, and remember this happening in our soul and it's affecting us spirit, soul, and body. We've got to have a reset. Well, one of them I want to recommend to you is to daily begin with a bow. Daily begin with a bow. I do it every morning. Are you making doctrine out of this? Yeah, because it's a good practice where you just start out your day as best you can. Whatever you can bow, bow. If it's just to bow your head or bow your heart, then do that. John, bring me up just a little bit. Um, And so it's important that you begin with a bow. And you say things to the Lord out of your heart. You are God and I am not. You made me, I did not make myself. You take care of me because you care for me. I'm the sheep of your pasture. I cast every care unto you. I forgive everybody of everything. Holy Spirit, fill me today. Lead me today. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son shed for me, cleanse me completely, cleanse me deeply and help me with his day and give me wisdom from above. I'll tell you what, that is a good reset to start your day. Start your day. Start your day. Don't wait till it's 1030 and you're all messed up and life is behind and everything else. Remember, little things matter. Start out early. Start out early with a holy reset. Amen. Another part of reset is this. Sabbath. Sabbath. Come on, everybody say Sabbath. Sabbath. The Bible tells us to have a Sabbath day and keep it holy. And I think, and you're doing part of it, you need to come to what is called holy convocation. You need to come together intentionally, on purpose, with focus to go worship God, to go learn from God's word, and to be with God's people. And that's a vital part, and it's a command in Scripture. But we're not just to have a, a Sabbath service, we're to have a Sabbath day. And then you're to rest and you're to eat. Come on, that was a good place for an amen right there. <laughs> you're to eat. You're to do something you enjoy. You're to be with the people that you love. You're to do a day like that. And you know what? It resets you and it helps you. Because here's a kingdom principle. You ready for this? Less is more. Less is more. I need all seven days to get everything done that I need to do. You know, how about you give the Lord his due? How about you give the Lord his day? Give the Lord his day and see what happens with six blessed days because you Sabbathed on the Lord's day. Footnote that this works, (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Footnote that this works, Hobby Lobby. We go on and on and on. Less is more. Also has to do with the tithe. Less is more. I need 100% of my money. I need 150% of my money. Guess what would happen, though, if you had 90% of your money blessed. 90% blessed because you gave God the first part. In the kingdom of God, less is more. Come on, say it with me. Less is more. And that allows for a holy reset in our lives. Quickly, quickly. The garment of praise. The garment of praise. Isaiah 61.3 says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, a lot of heaviness and a lot of stress that comes, we know what that's from, but guess what? Look at me, look at me. Sometimes stress comes and is on us and we don't know what that is. Sometimes that's a spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit of heaviness. And the remedy from scripture is put on the garment of praise, which means what? You need to praise God. You need to sing, you need to lift your hands, lift your eyes. The Bible says lift up the hands that hang down. And the context of that, they're they're hanging down because you're distressed, because you're low. You need to break out of that and lift your hands to the And I'm not talking about at work or in the mall or somewhere, but lift your hands, lift your voice, lift your eyes. You say, Well, I'm not I'm not musical. I can't do praise, I'm not musical. Yes, you can, you can do it. Here's 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 one way you can do it. You ready? Alexa. Play worship music. How many of you know what I'm talking about now? Hey, funny story. One of our dream teamers said that she was home watching online first service today, and I said that, Alexa, play worship music. Her Alexa started playing worship music at home. <laughs> hey, I told you we're, we, we got a dog. Well, when we leave the house and he's in his crate or he's in the laundry room, we always leave and go, Alexa, Play worship music. Because we want a Christian dog. Right? Wait, wait. And sometimes we go, Alexa, play some smooth jazz. Because I don't want him just to be Christian. I want him to be cool, too. All right? All right. Good deal. Real quick, and let me land this today. You got nowhere to go, right? Last one right here. Others. Come on, say others. We say it around here, we are better together. We're better together. But get this too. We're better together, but also we get better together. It's rare that anyone gets better or gets free all by themselves. You do it in the context of other people. That is why we have groups, not just something else to do. We're better together and we get better together. Everybody has to be in some kind of context where you're around people where you can love and be loved, know and be known, serve and be served, pray for and be prayed for, encourage and be encouraged. We need other people. The book of Ecclesiastes says we are better together. Two are better than one. But whoa, I mean, look out if you're by yourself and you come into hard times. We're better together. And I'm telling you, when you're around the right people, stress knows to keep its distance from you. And so it is, it is a huge, huge asset in your life to be around other people. Listen, stress comes, but don't let it stay. And it will come back again, but don't let it stay. And every day the stress bus is going to show up at home, at work, in the middle of the night. Don't get on. Break, break into a new habit and say, you know what? Not riding today. Not riding tomorrow either. Change your route, okay? Because you can either be stressed or you can de-stress. And the Bible shows us the way. And I tell you what, you're so much easier to be around when you're de-stressed. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right. Let me pray for you. We got a holy break in the rain. Get your stress ball on the way out and then have a great day. Father, bless your people. Fill them with peace, the kind of peace that chases away stress and help us to not be doers or hearers only, but doers of your word. I thank you for your people. Bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at O'Cala.